nasty shit here, boy. I've been listening to this shit for like three days. Rafael Sadiq or some shit? Yeah, nigga. Power I could tell by the album artwork, the hat. It's a Rafael Sadiq hat. I just, I just like with this song, like when you get like, like R&B now, mm-hmm. like it's like, you know, everybody's like. It's a fucking, lot of spit. It's a lot of fucking, it's a lot of partying, a lot of spit. But I like that this song is like, I don't have a lot of songs that like came out like as I've like been a man now and I'll be like, oh yeah, like this is my shit. This is my shit. This is my like, this is my like. You know, your father be like, "Oh yeah, uh, she was she was my woman before she was your mama." Like, yeah, that one of them. That's what that is right there. Like that is uh, like that is one of them. Songs. Oh yeah, like that's right there is where like you know, stinking one like, "Hey man, just shut up, nigga. This is how you got here, right? Yeah. Shut up before I go back here. Those, yeah, I'll take yeah. her back here and fucking fuck your Christmas <laughs> up. Split that shit right in half. I know how thin these walls <laughs> is, nigga. Keep fucking around. I get a couple more inches on that kickback tonight. <laughs> <laughs> It's that kickback. Yeah, yeah. It's when you reload it. It's like when you sh- titties, titties, big ass titties. First was, off, I was getting there. Titties, yeah, we was, titties. We was a little late today, y'all. You know, life. Oh, we weren't. We were on our time. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Life happens, you guys. Never fear. We are late, but we are here. Yeah, Just a dope ass podcast. Just a dope ass show. EJ, TJ, bike, bike Daddy. again. Episode fifty. Yep. Shamshin. <laughs> I like oh, 50 Sherm 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 Last one I put that shit in there Completely wrong It's like What'd you put That shit said like 55 or 54 or some shit I was Hey like, Keith and Jackie I'm sorry man We still getting the hang of this shit <laughs> Still getting the hang of That's this That's it That's it We used to that independent grind It's a learning curve Exactly Um, What's going on this week man It's like birthday weekend eve for you Oh yeah it is It's birthday yeah. weekend eve That's like a lot of words But basically it's birthday It's the next weekend Yeah and so, um, you know, I celebrate uh, shit for a week. Yeah, I'm actually like, I got to get on the train. Treat birthdays like Passover, nigga. Bro, it's like mama, we light a candle for every day. Ain't nobody like, my mama celebrated for a whole month, literally. Yeah, oh, I know. I know. Like, I, I know. thought I thought like I really enjoyed birthdays. And I was like, I was going like calling her and shit during her. Like, it was like in January. I was like, hey, why aren't you at work? She's like, that's my birthday, nigga. I was like, your birthday literally <laughs> like the last day. She's like, my birthday is this month. Yes, this I month have to prepare her for my birthday. Some mental thing because it's thirty this year, man. It's thirty, like thirty's big. It is. Like it's big. It seems bigger to everybody else. I feel like I'll it'll get big to me like the day it happens. But I'll be so focused on other shit. Like, oh yeah, it is. It is a significant birthday. I'm yeah. Like, All right, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. For for me, um, my birthday's at the end of the year. So like my thirtieth, I get to plan, and so. I don't. I, I'm pretty much got all my shit done on what I'm gonna do for my thirtieth. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how to we gonna get these elephants into the club. Nigga, I'm gonna just prep so, my liver and whatever else body parts supposed to function properly right now. Like, nah, Shardin DM'd me like this morning, really early, way earlier than I was up. She DM'd me and Tiff, and she was like, "Hey, you guys have to do something for TJ because she's gonna kill me for telling you, but whatever." No, like, she's not. Cause she she's like she got mad. Like she told her herself yeah. the other day because she was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't know, man. Like, niggas got real life, so." I allocated funds to other stuff. She was like, you're fucking with me. Like, she got real assistant-y. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got shit to do, and you're fucking with my planning. And I was like, 
all right, nigga, well, go to bed. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. One of those real moments where it's like, nigga, you my sister. Stop, yeah. stop. I don't like this. No, she got real. Like, I was like, all right, did I, I thought we was, like, I thought we was like, I'm like, did I wake up and we famous, famous now? Like, right. was, did I miss a, did I miss the deadline? No, without a doubt, she DM'd me this morning on Instagrams. And I knew she was serious because she put my lady in it. So I'm like, oh, you put my oh, responsible like, half in there. So you make, you want to make sure I get this done. Like, you just don't want me to take this nigga to the bar. You want me to do something for him. So I'm like, all right. So, stuff is gonna get done. Charlotte's hated me for five years off for my birthday because, like, I have like she said, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't know." And then I end up falling into something. She's like, "How did that happen?" I was like, "Honestly, my nigga, like, God fuck with me real heavy." That's it, man. That's that's I really how it worked. I ain't playing shit since twenty one. To be completely honest with you. Yeah. So I don't know. Dirty thirty. I'm gonna plan something really ignorant. I I don't know. It's gonna be really really um. Yeah, really ignorant. Um, really gaudy. Very. Very um That's some high quality shit yeah. Ignorant and gaudy Is like Yeah Quite lavish I fuck with it Yeah just something I don't know I don't know what I'm gonna do But I, I don't know It's gonna be nice Made everybody put on tuxes For my 25th I think we might run that one back I'm good with that Yeah that was a good one Some people missed it Wait which one um Which what? one do we do In terms of what like, cause I remember, I, I remember, I don't know. I bought a lot of suits for your birthday, so I'd be forgetting. Yeah, that's like a thing. You have to put on, put on a tux, <laughs> yeah. like, like get yourself for my birthday. Um, like twenty five was the big, big one where everybody went. That was the big twenty one. Was the one we went to Vegas. Okay, that's the one. Twenty one, we did Vegas. Twenty one was ignorant. Twenty five. Yeah, I really make you niggas dress up for my birthday. That's Bro, that's a, that's a thing of mine. Niggas fell asleep in the fucking. Yo, home. nigga got on top. Look, let me tell you something. I want Walt in here. <laughs> I'm putting that idea. I need Walt in the studio. Like, I need everybody in the studio for real, but I need Walt because it just don't feel right to have a story. We have to, Walter. Oh my god! If you're listening, you need to, you need to pull up, bro. Um, yeah, that was a horrible trip. Vegas is a terrible place. I'm trying to get a nap while I'm motherfucking driving. This nigga's driving down the Las Vegas Strip, and he decides that he want to fall asleep. It's the moment he want to take a nap. And got mad at us. It's not just Vegas. Like it's Vegas on New Year's Eve. So imagine Vegas, New Year's Eve, and we drinking the whole way to Vegas. And when we finally get the strip, get to the strip, our driver's drunk, and um, he got drunk off contact. He, we wouldn't let him drink. He got drunk off contact. Um, we are very responsible. We would never ever give our driver drinks. That's just stupid. So um, he was drunk off contact, and he fell asleep at the wheel on the strip. And we woke him up, and he was very upset about that. You know what just dawned upon me? What's up? Best thing about that trip. It's like, you know, you go out, you go on, like, events, whatever, and, like, usually one person has a wild-ass story. Mm-hmm. Every, Every single, single motherfucker did something out of nothing. Yeah, shout-out to AF3rd. Oh, um, bro. We got kicked out of Margaritaville. It's been some terrible things. Like, I have horrible friends. Everywhere I travel Damn. with you guys. My lady asked me that this morning. She was like, we should put together a group trip. I was like, eh, I mean, I'm with it. We just going to get kicked out of country. I was like, I don't want to get kicked out of country, my no, friends. We, I'm a, I was like, we've we been kicked will, out of cities. We've been kicked out of states. We will 100% get kicked out of country. Niggas drove to Homie Pops. Niggas, on New, Year, after, on New Year's Day, niggas, the Las Vegas PD drove the Homie's Pops. To the city, I mean, to the state line, and dropped him off at the tip of of California. It was just like you just can't come back to Nevada no more. Like we don't care how you get back to wherever you came from. You just got to get the fuck out of this state, sir. Took this nigga to state line and dropped him off on the other side of the le- like you're leaving Nevada sign. That was so dropped wild, his ass off. Cause wasn't he there on his own accord? He wasn't even there. Like fucking. Nah, was, he wasn't with nobody. He just was, he was there. Just there. And got himself kicked yeah. out. The homie Tay of Third Daddy got kicked out of Vegas, Damn. according to him. Nigga said, "Man, they dropped my daddy off at the state line." <laughs> 
I said, what did he do? He was like, I don't know, man. He was just tripping. So, you know, it's just terrible things happen when I travel with my friends and groups of people. So I, I refrain from doing it. They fun, though. It's fun. Uh-huh. It's yeah. always fun until yeah. the police show up. When the police show up, that's when niggas is usually like, um, it's not so so much so much fun anymore. <laughs> this isn't as fun as we planned. Yeah, right. Ah, this wasn't such a good idea. We should have used. We should have thought about this more. I, I have. Back. It depends how drunk I am, but in general, no. No, it's not. It's not. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying drunk me has a really terrible like version of how life should go. So, can I? T- <laughs> oh fuck it. Um, I'm I'm gonna drink this drink a little bit more. I'm gonna tell tell you a very funny drunk story. About being drunk at a party. You remind me. Let me have a few more drinks sound, and they remind me. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> I'm that? almost scared of the story. That sound... It's such a great story and I wanna like I'm this is gonna be the first beginning this is gonna be the beginning of a segment called You Won't Believe This Shit that we're gonna do on this show where T J and I are gonna go back and forth and tell crazy ass stories. And if you feel comfable, DS DM us your crazy ass stories to just a dope ass podcast Instagram I'm and we will tell you your crazy ass story right here on this show. On this segment called You Won't Believe This Shit I'm down here Mine's just a crazy story Went to a party at a um, Ah wait till I get drunk when I, <laughs> As I get drunker It's gonna sound way It's wait, gonna sound way better Wait on it god damn it Yeah when I get drunk It's you know You're storytelling Because you get more animated I literally have a migraine I just woke up I've Like my son has been Jumping on me And not letting me sleep Your level of physical suffering For this show Is unparalleled Man. I don't give a shit Who it's has commitment. a show it's Anywhere Doing anything else I'm gonna be the only nigga That's gonna get CTE From doing a radio show I'm fucked Like I'm gonna have to Donate so, my brain after this niggas, uh, I feel like at some point We should talk about Real current events We're just kinda like Rambling about life And shit that's it'll, happening It'll get there I just keep Like I'm trying so hard TJ scrolling through the phone To try to look for stuff I am and I'm just going to head drink this douce. how much bullshit I like. The phone lines are open for people that want to call in. 323-900-0478. I'm almost refusing. Again, 323-900-0478. I didn't want to talk about the sandwich, but I did want to, like, I just happened to see this, which is really fucking crazy. Oh, yeah, that's what the fucking chicken sandwiches you disgusting sons of bitches. Y'all went from Dr. uh, (laughs) CV to eating chicken sandwiches. Y'all assholes is going to fall out. That shit, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of Undercover Brother with the generous fried chicken. That's not bad. This is exactly what this is. This but is hasn't the, hasn't it been there for five fucking ever anyway? Exactly. So why the fuck? I seen the video of the nigga. He was like, the pickle tastes like chicken. <laughs> it's like, like what the like, fuck? The fact that like. <laughs> like, nigga. He said, I was sweating and I was crying in my tears. They taste like chicken. <laughs> my lady was like, that nigga got high blood pressure. I didn't know how to feel about like the fact that Slim Thug went out of his way to go through his fucking history to go. I was the first nigga to tell y'all about Popeye's, Popeye's chicken sandwich. sandwich. I remember that too. He I did do that. I was just like, Thug, like you building whole communities. Don't do this. <laughs> like This is this. disgusting. Like this thirst to be first. That shit is so terrible to me now. Like everybody has a reason on why they're first. And I do it. So I'm going to be a hypocrite right now. But yeah, like, <laughs> dude, everybody does it. It's just disgusting when other people do it. It's like you yourself, you're always like, bitch, I put you on that song, or you don't want to ask your friends for a song name because you want you don't want to let them know that they put I'm you on to something. Song, I'm definitely the song guy. You won't like, you won't ask a friend or you'll ask. I'll ask because like to the point where I'm just like, like I'll get in the mood where like I need nope. to I need to hear it. Nope. But Nah, I'll I sit there and I'll study the chorus and Google the lyrics before I, I ask back. a nigga for a song. It Fuck depends you, you're not who, putting me on nothing. It depends who I'm talking to. I'll take that back. It's 
I got to be talking to like it's like fine. It's you, like I was Jay for a song. Yeah, like I, so yeah. If like, you ain't I, one of my bestest friends, yeah, nigga, then like, I, I'm not asking. Like for I a thought song. about who I ask. You know, like the homie, I'm just running to the really, yeah. It don't really count. Yeah, the homies, I'm just running to the store. Like if I'm at the shop and somebody like yo, come on, we gonna go to the store. Like I'm, if I'm in a nigga car and he bumping a song, I'm like oh word. <laughs> Sing a couple of words from that chorus. Get that shit memorized. I'm hitting the Googles. That later. was a real ass. Like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. I'm not. Like, I'm not really, right now. Really I'm not God. I don't care what you say. I really don't fuck. With I'll this take the long way. I need this song. Though. Nah, I, I I refuse. So I hate that shit. Like people, you know who has the worst case of that? But this nigga's always right. Like he's always the first nigga to do some shit. He always like so anything that comes out. He's like, I was the first. It's two niggas. Any anything that comes out or anything, well, one nigga, anything that comes out, he's like, I was the first nigga, and another nigga's just always like, oh no, I was the nigga that told somebody to do this. I just watched two Dan niggas. Dash on on fucking no, oh no, no jumper. jumper. We so gonna talk I, about that. Hold off on that. I thought that was him. We gonna talk. No, the two niggas, bro. For niggas who watch, I watch a lot of DJ Vlad interviews because I find it hilarious how obsessed with Tupac that he is. TK Kirkland is the first nigga to do oh, everything. Yo, T- yo TK, TK was, Kirkland he is was always everywhere. Like, he was always everywhere. Yeah, he was a nigga that was like, I told Dr. Dre to, to call it Death Row. And I was just like, nigga, what? He's, I told Dr. Dre to put the drums in the beat. And then Dr. Dre, like, in, th- in an interview three months later, he was like, I was in the studio and uh, it was a comedian. Uh, TK Kirkland told me to put the drums that's in the beat. That's what fucked me. He'd be like, what? Yeah, see, that's what fucked me. When TK, when I first started watching, like, like I, I like. Like, what the fuck? I like his comedy but when i first started watching like his fucking um interviews Abuse. i'm like he full of shit and then you find, find an interview out. Of the people like dl hughley you like, still work here and i use his insurance benefits to get my two fits DL, and dl was, like, was no, like this like, nigga no my wife was mad at me he bought me my first furniture you'd be like oh this nigga and then like godfrey was on there godfrey was like nah yeah. tk really flew me out to new york for my first big major audition and it was like god damn but then it was like a picture of him with nwa on tour back in that bro like, he was like oh shit this nigga really like, was TK really that nigga and it's like yeah what? him and for the young for old, young motherfuckers might not even know who the fuck tk kirkland is but for you young motherfuckers lil duval lil duval is the other nigga that like every single trend that comes out i seen them niggas you know how no duval is like making moves and is about to fuck shit up or like he's about not not no he's on the cusp right now mm-hmm. he's on the cusp he's at that point where you're about to have sex and you get the condom over the helmet of your dick but now it's like that part where you gotta like roll it all the way like he's he's got past the hard part of getting the condom on and now he's about to fuck the game but um that was a great analogy analogy. i was about to say i don't give a fuck that was was a great analogy um but that nigga every fucking um every trend that nigga's like on the cusp of that shit like Mm -hmm. he has some shit from like 1994 where he's like somehow he can prove two things one was that this trend is not original and he was there for the first time it was created and two that your mama's a hoe them is the two points that he them the two points this nigga duval always gets across is that i I was there the first time this trend was created and your mom's a hoe not even so much that he fucking your mom's your mom's just a hoe like he was just there when she was home, and he ain't fuck her exactly, but he was there when she fucked some niggas. Freaknik almost seemed like oh, Freaknik. See, that's the thing. That's what kills me about this this older generation. This older generation be telling us about all this stuff, but when you sit back and you watch these niggas shit, like when you watch the Straight Outta Compton, you watch the Easy E pool party. Here's the thing: the Freaknik, and they be talking about like, no, we have more cameras than you niggas did. That's my thing. When we have old, the internet, when old niggas talk about like. They generation was different. Like old niggas are disgusting. So old niggas do not. When they talk about their generation is different, they try to like compare us. Like y'all ain't getting no pussy. Back in my day, you had three, four bitches. You rubber put bitch pussy. And you can do. He be like, wait a minute, that's, that's rape. They be like, exactly. Y'all in, think it's rape. Like in all facets. Like okay, like we was just listening to you know Raphael Sadiq and all that other shit. But they talk about R and B. Like it's too graphic now. At least Chris Brown is telling you, hey man, like I want to fuck. I'm a little crazy. I love you. 
but I also want to fuck this broad. Like, that's a level of honesty I could respect. David Ruffin was telling me a whole lot of shit. Did he? Yeah, they was telling and you that they was going to love you. And that nigga was snorting coke and yeah. punching bitches through walls. And I'm like, bruh. Them, them niggas was telling you they was going to love you, and then they was getting you hooked on drugs and uh-huh. having whole families in the next city. Somebody calling in. Who is it? What's the number? Somebody was, I don't know, but you finna get answered. Let's go. Who is this? Hello. Yo. Know. Who is this? I don't know why we can't hear you. Whoever you are, we cannot hear you. Are you talking? Testing one, two. Whoever this is, again, we cannot hear you. Can't hear nothing. Um, I don't really know what to tell you. I mean, I got the IT guy, but we don't really know what we're doing on the spot. So yeah, I don't, I don't know their connection or setup. I'm sorry, whoever that was, I just called. Well, in. thank you for hit calling. the live chat and tell us who you were. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll answer. New Skype, who this? Pretty much, cause like I didn't even hear the shit ring or nothing. I don't know if I. Is there something through for the, whatever, man? I don't know, man. Winging it. Yeah, I'm not um, um, what was that? Oh yeah, David Ruffin piece of shit or David Ruffin era. No, old niggas in general. Them old niggas was always when you hear their songs. Their songs is always shooting doop, loving you through everything. Shooting doop, you said next town. They be they had families on the next block. Man. Yeah, like no, the bitches that they be on tour with, like they be having wild. Like when you watch Ray Charles movie, Ray was, Ray was a wild nigga. Ray had a wife. Ray had a bitch on tour. Got the bitch on tour hooked on drugs. Got her pregnant. Then this bitch overdosed. And then his wife knew. Like when you sit back and look at these old niggas who was talking about how much they love their women and how they would like walk through the rain and they wouldn't die. Nigga, you need to hey, after man, all this shit you done done. Damn, you got some proving like, to do. You want some? Um, you want to be undecided? You could deal with me being undecided. <laughs> shit. Yeah, nigga, like <laughs> niggas got no guidance, and all of a sudden you want to you want to talk shit. Oh, nigga, you you had no guidance neither. Clearly. Okay. <laughs> Niggas be having four and five families on the same block. How you find out about your brothers and sisters? That's we went to the same five, school bro. together. Four and five families is a... Whew, I'm stressed by proxy. Dog, think about Fuck. that. That's why old niggas is so, like, stoic. They couldn't afford to have emotions. Because if you would have had to spread love across four or five <laughs> like, families... Bro, I can either, that's why niggas... I can feed you or love you. You got to pick. It. Like, bro, I got enough bro. energy to go to work, make money to feed Relax. us, or I can love you. You can pick, son. I'm I'm go do this shift, and when you come, when I come home, you can let me know if you want love or food and shoes. But I think that's why, like y'all Crime niggas, grandpas, diseases are down. Our generation is lit. We ain't got no rainforest though, so yeah, we know. we ain't got no oxygen, nigga. Whoever <laughs> yeah, said that, we can't uh, fuck because we can't uh, breathe. Yeah, keep we for the suffocate. But I dig it. Like, yeah, I know. guess you're right. You, you don't eat no meat, whoever <laughs> yeah, that is. Great. <laughs> Shout out to you, Keith. Who the fuck you put a, yeah, great. put a plastic bag over there So you know Yeah the fuck out of here We ain't got no rainforest Talking about we ain't got no disease We ain't got no disease Cause ain't nobody breathed to fuck So everything So now like with that shit Like there's clearly like mad shit Like that shit was on purpose You think that shit was on purpose Without a doubt that the, yeah. the in Brazil, the guy who's the president or the governor or the emperor, whatever oh, yeah, the fuck they have in Brazil, he's a right wing like activist. He's the equivalent of like the he's a Donald Trump right now. It's just like this thing of like right wing um, people in power. But he for a long time was a just selling off space of the Amazon and letting people just come down, come in and chop down the motherfucking trees. But that was causing so much a rift for him to be able because people were saying, "Oh, this is our rainforest." So now I just feel like this nigga went, "I'm gonna burn all this shit down, mm-hmm. and when it ain't no trees in this motherfucker, y'all ain't gonna have no problem with somebody coming in here and building on this." Eyesore of just burnt up land. That shit. That shit. Like, I ain't even trying. And to And that's my opinion. But I, I I'm a nigga that work at Subway. Like, I make sandwiches for a living. That's what boggles me because I'm just like, okay, not even on no moral shit. Like, that's not right. It's like, hey man, scientifically, if you burn the shit down, we all die. Like, I just be wondering, like, these niggas don't believe in they, they don't believe is, in science. That like, shit is crazy. me and my lady had a discussion about this the other day, and she was talking about like we were talking about socialism versus capitalism. I've always considered myself a capitalist just by the nature and the identity of black people like we kind of are like 
the the type like you know how I was raised just like hard work and you work hard and you get stuff in life and I that identifies to a level with capitalism so I always kind of like oh I mean I guess the prime objective of capitalism work hard you get what you're supposed to get that I that so to tell you but I got you yeah so but I've always identified with that and I've just always been a hard working person and for me for the most part it's come to fruition like I've worked hard and the things I planned on and spoken to existence and worked for they they've come to me but um that idea of um like that idea of capitalism is what's enabling these niggas to believe in science because science conflicts that shit so much. Like, I want to make this money off that. To me, that's a business plan. Well, to us, nigga, that's oxygen. I understand you think that's revenue and land, but to us, that's oxygen. That's a resource that the world needs. Like this thing that we live on that's trying to purge itself of us. When volcanoes erupt and shit, that's the earth. Like, yo, let me get these niggas the fuck out of here. Earth really want us. Earth gone. wants I us gone. Like with the the globe, like the how we are fucking up Earth. Earth once Earth gets us gone, it's gonna be able to go back to its normal self, and then people will grow. And I don't know how the fuck this shit is gonna. Some another star will hit another star, and I don't know Rick and Morty, but. Yes. Um, Something will happen, but Earth, without a doubt, I think is trying to purge itself of human beings because nah, we're, we're pieces worst, of shit. We yeah, the worst no. batch of herpes ever. To Where, hit yeah, land. like to us by by. Okay, so I was, I don't know who I was watching. I don't know. I think it was Joe Rogan, of course. I've been on a Joe Rogan spree because I've been working overnight, so I've just been oh, no, a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah so I fall down that weird rabbit hole of shit. So to me. Um, Joe Rogan was explaining something where he said that for, if you look at how old the earth is and treated earth like a human being by by just numbers and by comparison, only thing we are to earth is a cold. We I are the I flu. That, that yeah, like we're the flu yeah. going through Earth's system just as the flu would go through your system and you would eventually be down for a couple of days and it would fuck up your system, your immune system and how you react to things. Probably are That's days. exactly what 20, 250,000 years of human beings existing on earth from the last time y'all said some shit got fucked up to the last time before that, that. actually makes this make sense because yeah that's, that's a hard essentially sell. like the earth has been around for however many billion years and we've been here for two thousand years and essentially we're the flu to this two billion year old being that's probably a hard sell to somebody who think the earth started six thousand years ago because somebody gave him a book about it and sold him like that nigga from the bgs came to save you from your sins yeah, but them the same niggas I'd be like, dinosaurs are 9,000 years old, but crazy. the earth is only 6,000 years old. Niggas like, crazy as fuck. It just don't make sense. That's the same nigga who will put his name on a museum to have dinosaurs that's 9,000 years old, 9,000 year old in it, and then they'll tell you that the earth is only 5,000 years got old. good drugs. Yeah. No, without a doubt. Like, Fucking amazing drugs. Rich capitalists are amazing. Like, I'm sure. They're parties. They're all coked up. Like. I don't know, and I, don't I, know, and I feel like I that's why you can. Af- that's better. Like, they got some shit way. I think that's a why f- uh, rich people can afford to not believe in the shit that is real in earth in life because it's just you've had the ability to your the life that you live. You're just doing the best of everything, so you don't have to worry about. For us, we working and looking forward to the day that we can live a certain type of life. They already living it. They don't have to believe in nothing. They don't have to. We believe in a God to get to work and praying for no, a job and praying for the strength. Like, these niggas got all everything that we desire. So at this point in their life, they're like, who do I believe in? I believe in me. No, yeah. I think it's, it sounds fucked up, but like scary. But you have to get them to the point where they like push the earth to where like money means nothing. So it's like, oh, yeah. Like we all out you here. You got to go poor. You got to go broke. That's what I'm saying. Rich but, people get poor. The first thing out their mouth is, oh, God. Oh, God. That's the point. Oh, which Jesus, why would you let this happen to me? You let it happen, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> Trading places, Bernard. motherfucker. Bernard. Bernard, you... <laughs> You busted. <laughs> you busted you. 
My lady always make fun of us because we always turn into old white men. We always do British accents as a default. Old white men are, are funny people to, to pretend to be. Old white people outrage is just hilarious. Yes. Old white people's outrage. Burn it. Oh, burn it. Burn it. You would never believe. Burn it. First off, nigga, my name is Bernard. My mama named me Bernard. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. it. You would never believe. A hooligan. I know I've said this before. Is it like, do do musicians get together and be like, yo, let's just fuck them all up as a team? In terms of what? Like, just when they drop projects. Like, it's like Uh, seven things at a time. And I'd just be like, why y'all do that? I think that's labels more so. That makes sense. Labels, basically, what happened is that you get one hot artist from Atlantic. That's dropping on this weekend, and so Jive go, hey, wait, 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 we got an artist that's kind of almost as hot as him, but we could sure use the boost in sales from everybody just going to the iTunes store all on the same day, and we know if we drop him on this day, he'll get on the front page, and then what happens is for that third and fourth tier artist that ends up on that same uh, drop day, what happens is they go... They, their label go, if we can get them to drop on that same day, maybe iTunes will make it a hip-hop day and just put all hip-hop on the banner. Or even when the other they go there for YBN, Cordae, and Young Thug, they'll see this guy's album. And that's why you get seven albums dropping in one day as everybody's picking, piggybacking off everybody's heat. Yeah, because like everything that Because albums only cost $9 now, so people can afford to go and buy two or three. So you just hope that somebody goes, ah, fuck with, it, with this much, guy enough. Because like everybody's shit that like, I mean, if you follow the artist... <clears throat> You clearly like know when it's coming, but like everybody else, shit. I did like, like I grabbed five, what is this five six however many albums, and it just was like by happenstance because I like to just like scroll through what's new. But I was like, oh shit, Trade the Truth dropped, fucking Jeezy got something, Jadena, Saint John, Rhapsody, Rhapsody shit is fucking. I have waited for Rhapsody shit to drop because she has a song with Queen Latifah. That a snippet release, but I did not want to listen to a snippet Man, of a Queen Latifah verse yeah. because that would have been like just that would have been like being a cocaine addict and somebody got a kilo and they don't <laughs> let you sniff it. They just let you smell it like it's a difference. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I I did not want to, a Queen Latifah verse to me like the idea that somebody was like, yo, Queen Latifah. I seen Charlemagne say that like Queen Latifah is rapping. I was like, nigga, wait, what? Like, nah, bro, let me wait. <clears throat> I Queen even... Latifah on the trap. Like to me, Queen Latifah, I'm sure has done music and dropped songs periodically in between time. But to me, the idea that she got on the song with Rhapsody was like that Queen Latifah threw away some verses. She wrote on some papers mm-hmm. and was like, let me throw this away. Because I didn't even I haven't even listened to that and, one yet. Like, yeah. I, oh my god, I got like I, six, I got like six. I've listened to six of them so far. I cannot. Every wait. fucking song for she me, it was a good week. It was a good song. week for female hip hop this week, bro. though. Like she female hip hop, like it. Rhapsody, Queen Latifah, Missy got some shit. Missy out. got an album came EP. out last it's like night. A, it's an EP came yeah. out last night at midnight. Um, and then even with the QC album, it was a lot of women on that album. Mm-hmm. City Girls was on that. Album. A woman that I've been two women that I've been championing for a long time. I've uh, two years ago told niggas that Stefan Down was going to be amazing. So right. that was one. And then I told maybe three months ago or maybe a couple months ago, I told KT and um, Breezy from Dirty Laundry. I told them niggas that Rennie Rucci, Rennie oh, Rucci was going to be big. And then she pops up on his QC album. I'm, I'm really, really, really loving like female hip hop and where it's at right now. Like the de- like no yeah. matter what you like a female hip hip hop, there's a, a certain <clears> level of diversity. And I think even the OGs like Queen Latifah that's being championed by these young chicks and seeing the influence that they and the impacts that they made are coming are coming full to for be honest are, like they're happy about that. I'm they're, almost you know, like not to you know, just I think people sometimes ride the wave of being like, I'm progressive as shit too, kids. But part of me is like, I don't ever I've never really understood why there's like a I mean I guess like 
women are put on the back burner for a while and a lot of things. But to me, in hip hop, I'm like, man, fuck it, you're an artist. Like, hip hop is hip hop. Like, if you good, you're good. Like, Rhapsody's a good. Rhapsody. She's an MC, bro. That's she's what I'm not saying. even a rapper. We like, know she's a fucking MC. Like, like man, she's the essence of hip hop. Rhapsody is what all I that. doubt. Rapping bro. her fucking ass off. Like, even when it's like. And shit. Even Meg. I don't want to, like, you know. Twerking all that shit aside, Meg be rapping her ass off. She's a good. See, you know what? People get so hung up on rapping, they go words, 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 words. But it's a certain thing. Like if you've never tried to compose words mm-hmm. in a rhythmic way over a beat, you do not understand how hard rapping is. I've tried to joke around over and make beat. fun of people. No, because people can always sit there and be like, "Yo, I'm in the car rapping, and you know what's happening? I'm about to be with my homeboys dapping." And you can do that, but then when a nigga put on a beat and you got to catch a pocket and you got to remember how to rap and stay in that pocket and mm-hmm. then catch a cadence and catch a flow. When people start to really try to do that shit, like rapping seems fun when you in the shower and you don't have no beat and only thing you got to rap to is a word, like the water hitting your body, and you just like. Um, all this shit and then like when you get in the studio and a nigga put a headphones on you and put a beat on and says yo go ahead and rap and now and then you like uh cat i'm in the back you said niggas at home think they finna go from east to the grammys like i dig it it's not happening bro so that's when niggas be like oh she not a good rapper they not a good rapper if their shit is decent enough to make it to the masses you it's it's kind of like professional basketball when niggas be like oh this nigga sucks that nigga plays for the washington wizards Mm mm-hmm People like Dwight Howard trash. He plays for the Lakers. There's only 30 teams in 15 spots. On each, yeah, he, he signed officially. He signed. Um, it's incentive lace. It's not guaranteed. If they cut him, they don't lose no money. I think he got to pay that money if he get cut. Because uh, he didn't really impress me last time he was here. No, but it, it was a lot of expectations on him the last time he was here, and I just think that's a whole different thing. Oh, this Thursday, we're going to be on the um, Mike Hill, Hayden Ass Mike Hill's podcast. <laughs> so we'll talk about sports stuff then. Hayden Ass Mike Hill, this is me confirming that Thursday we'll be on uh, Courtside Radio. But, um, fuck with it. Yeah, so what I was, um, oh, fuck, what I, what was I saying? I, I digress so much from hip hop. We, we were talking about female hip hop, what exactly? Because I was on a roll. People just, in the chat box, tell us what the fuck we were talking about. It was just kind of like, um, yeah, I respecting hip hop as a skill set. Like, it's, it's not easy. Yeah, to you can't. Oh, there it is. Rap, yeah. Like. But if you're, if you're in, if you're in the rap game, if you're doing significant moves in the rap game, if niggas care to book you and you can sell out a show and get people to come into an uh, area to see you for rap, you are doing this shit on a level. So for people to be like, oh, this nigga is just the worst. And I've been in, like, even I'm the same person that have said certain niggas just people need to stop giving them beats and microphones because they're terrible. But then I, I think when you really look at it and you understand the craft of like art, the artistry behind it and making music, you start to realize like, nigga, if this nigga can even get any type of buzz, he's not really trash because it takes a lot to be a, a rapper. Mm, I think I don't it, give a fuck what a nigga say, bro. It takes a lot. I think it takes a lot to be a go. Go good. try to make three songs. No, no. Go try to make three. Not even good songs. Try to make three three minute songs. Get you a beat, just a random beat. Don't not to put out. Try to make three songs. I'm talking about three songs that you are willing to let people hear and you think is is good. Make make three songs. Hmm. Think about think about like getting and recording and like. I remember being in college and shout out Elo, uh, shout out Rico. He was my roommate. He was a producer and he wanted to do a mixtape himself and. He See, wanted me at, to engineer it. Like Elo. Elo that is shit like is hard. Really talented and crafted, and and all of that shit. Like when I think about, I don't know, like whoever these niggas are now, like you know, little 
Little Shoestring and the What the Fuck Gang. Like, them niggas don't be rapping, rapping. Like, I don't know. Like, who? I don't know. Not these days. Hey, Ray. Um, Why did you say female hip-hop, Kyrie? Uh, like, are we just, are we talking about... This nigga went outside to just start yelling at people? Anyways, all I'm saying is... <clears throat> Is I respect that um, <laughs> I respect the craft and what it takes to make songs and to make art and whatever version of art you create. But I don't know. To me, I feel like there's still a difference between rhyming words together real fast as opposed to I don't know, like if you're whether you, you know, everybody says like he puts them to sleep, whether you're a J. Cole fan or like we said, a Rhapsody fan, Big Crit or fucking uh like Ice Cube or something like that. Or like, I, I watched this shit, I watched this shit earlier this week that we're doing like the unsung of like Ice-T. Mm-hmm. And just, even with Ice-T, like, you know, told you stories, gave you real understanding of like, Yeah, I had to excuse from. me. I walked outside to get the young man, Bo Jackman. Little bro, Bo Jackman is in the building. Oh, yeah. uh, he's not going to talk. He's just going to shut the fuck exactly. up and record. He got to pay his dues. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> shout out to Bo for coming. But I'm sorry, go ahead, bro. I but no, yeah, like I'm not, I guess I'm not trying to take away that there is a, a, skill there's a craft to any type of art and music you create but it's hard to put like those motherfuckers who have who have the ability to i'm bop hang on i'm bopping and then i'm listening and learning and i'm seeing this whatever and then you you know you telling me bounce that ass, it's the 15th titties. dude on the nba bench not an nba player he's a player but he's not a star that's all that i'm saying is that there you oh. have players in hip-hop are we the respecting people, them as just players or yeah if, i'm if not saying the game, super, no. the game. yeah i'm yeah, saying that it's game. people that we we don't we can't expect everybody to be a great like some motherfuckers your position is just to like keep niggas afloat oh no because the that. great zone drop music <clears throat> all the time if you got an album from every great it's not 52 greats in a game so you're not getting an album every week that that's something i've like i kind of like have so what music you need fillers bro what am i finna say the way people kind of like judge music. That's why, like, when we've talked before about having like, like niggas I don't, don't know. eat crab legs every night. Like, what the fuck? Well, that's what I mean. You don't like, eat filet every um, night. I don't know how. Like, I don't want like necessarily a bunch of different genres of hip hop. But as much as I love Hove, as much as I love, like I just said, Crit or Cole or whatever. If I'm in the club and you play some Nas, I'm gonna walk up to that DJ booth and like let let, let DJ Dash play some fucking Nas while I'm trying to get some ass backed up. You have to get out of here, Chief. Yeah, until like, he play yeah, Uchi Wally. Yeah, that's it. That's like, so that so I that, under, that I understand. Like so, some, what I'm saying, everybody's like, not for the rapidity. Every song. every broken clock is right two times a day. Just like Nas is a great rapper and he has that one that one club song. Like there's people who have that one, and you have to give credit to what goes into that one because it took ten to make that one. For the one club, nigga, it's some artists that we fuck with don't have no club song. Like you can't listen to that nigga unless he cruising. It's dead yeah. ass some niggas that have no clubs on. Yeah, like he just said, um, like Kyrie just said, Kendrick Lamar is over them. Kendrick is fire. But I'm trying to think about, like, do Kendrick, what does Kendrick got to make you, you want to Kendrick, just... you will force yourself to listen to Humble in the club. Or you'll slow it down and listen to, um, what's the um, poetic justice? Like, if you want to put your dick on somebody's booty, um, yeah, you can't, you, you in whatever order po- you want to do it, Kyrie. Po- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> poetic justice got to be played, like. Yeah, like it's a slow song. So like, but aside yeah, you from that, have already you can won. bounce. Like, you can bounce on DJ humble. Be like, yo, man, play that right yeah. now. I done bagged this. But yeah, you play. If the DJ just trying to get the club time. going, like he might play humble just because he knows people like bounce around. He might s- speed up the TPM a little bit, but yeah, you would. Yeah, it's like I mean, I don't know. speed up the tempo, but like that's it. Even TPM speaking tech. I'm trying to think. Like there are things that like yeah, Kendrick has put out some yeah. shit, but it doesn't make me want to like get turned. It made him. J Cole, you might get no role models, or you might get what's the one. Um, oh that, yeah, no role models or yeah, 
You gonna um, get first things first, recipes, Uncle Phil, or the other one. Um, God damn, I can't think of the song. What's the one with Miguel? Like Power? Oh yeah, you might get the. But again, those are the slow. Yeah. You gonna you got to by that time. That's the middle yeah, to like end of the he, club. You gotta like got to like somebody. Yeah, he got stuff. So but you they can't got, get nobody. You can't get the club going on none of them. Yeah, any just, artist that gets the club going, you don't like them. That's like the push the T line. Um. God, what's he basically was saying that they only like real lyrics when they tired of clubbing and shit. Like when you done clubbing, you know, that's when you want to come over here to listen to me. Well, so yeah, that's too like I don't know. They you making me think. Like, I don't know if I want to think. Think you said they only love real artists when they done partying or some shit like that. He made a he made a good a because the niggas you party to are not niggas you want to listen to. Nah, man, and that's what I'm saying. The worst artists are the niggas who get the club lit. Yeah, because I be it be it be weird. Like I don't I don't want to have you don't want to think and dance. Yeah, I don't want fucking um. Yeah, I don't want push telling me some shit about these coked out raps that makes me think about my life and shit. She got she got that ass on me, bro. Like that's what I'm here for, man. Yeah. All this blood. You celebrate all that coke money that you done made. You don't want to think about the hustle right now. You're here to escape it when you go to the club. So that's why you don't want to think about lyrics and how deep and none of that shit. You just want somebody to literally instruct people on how to have a good time. When you go to the club, that's all you instructing people on how to do is have a music for the club is just telling you how to act in the club. Shout out to Jesus. Smoking the gas, she's shaking that ass. I'm throwing <laughs> this cash. I'm, that's it. That was kind of easy. Like, that would have went. I'm not going to lie. You just said that shit before. I know. But, like, if we get a beat to that shit right there, like, if we, this is saved now. That sound bite, we put a couple more shits to that and just repeat it, nigga. We on. So, I'm just saying, it ain't, you know, just, you know. Hey. Yeah. No. I, hey, I stay in my lane. Hey. We on the rights to that for anybody. <laughs> I'll send a cease and desist. But to me, like, when you in the club, that's all you're hearing is that. But that's just instructions for being in the club. Yeah. Nobody is actually, like, rapping in the club. Nobody's talking about love and all that in the club. You're getting just club instructions. Niggas talking about other shit that they might be doing while they're in the club. Like you, they standing on the couches, they throwing money. That makes me respect Ross more. Because Ross is giving me club beats, but Ross is, would also give me some shit like Maybach music. But I'm just like, bro. He just gives you upper echelon clubbing. Yeah, bro. Like I'm like, that's all that it is. It's just clubbing that you aspire to have. Some niggas that's doing a clubbing that you don't want to go to. Some niggas that be like, I'm shooting up the spot. Nope. Then there's some niggas that's like, I'm throwing money and popping bottles. You like, oh yeah, I'm there. Me on a birthday, I can get a bottle off. And then there's some niggas that's just like, we coming through the back door, and it's just sparklers. And then you have Beat King, who just always lets you know it's about ass. It's about ass. Yeah, you got certain niggas that's just that's just what it is. But I think the best rappers, the worst rappers, are who inspire us in the club. I think that's how things work. I don't think people. No, I'm just saying check the chat box. Oh, it's it's still the same stuff. But yeah, I just think that's that's how things work. People are not inspired. People don't want to be inspired by the club. So you need terrible rappers. You need cat bat hat rappers because those are the niggas who get the club jumping. Cat bat hat. Yeah, that's just it. That's amazing. You need those rappers like Soldier Boy is a terrible rapper, but clubs that'll get the get songs that'll get the club jumping. Soldier Boy. Like you look at song, look at some of the biggest songs that got like go through the years like the rack song rack song rack song. You remember that song? Mm-hmm. Tell me where the nigga went. Whatever state he was from. That nigga he from Atlanta. He work at the Coca Cola factory now. Yeah, he do. There we go. That's it. I don't know. I mean, probably still works at the Coca Cola factory. But like, yeah, everybody makes um. Ever since I heard Joe say that line, Atlanta always seems like it's its own weird universe where you could fuck around. And live and be successful. Oh yeah you can live in Atlanta And be famous And nobody know who yeah, you are Yeah and like you outside can of, yeah, Atlanta yeah. might be like The best worst thing Cause like, like I, got a, I got one for you I found this out Not to cut you off This week You know what fucks me up Do you know the Have you ever heard the? You know our producers Now they got drops mm-hmm. Like Take key Fuck that mm-hmm. You ever heard one That go Hitmaker Yeah You know who that is Absolutely not Youngberg 
are you fucking killing me? Exactly. Young Berg has been living in Atlanta. This nigga has sold 40. I said, 40 are you fucking killing me? That's how much that shit, what? Young Berg, this year so far, has sold 45 million records. That's... He has produced songs that have sold for 45 million you records. Know what? Niggas have not realized that this nigga has been who Hitmakers was the whole time. He used to say that shit back in the day. Wow. But this nigga is who's been making the beats. He got three placements on this last QC album. Here's the thing. He's been everywhere. Young Berg might be the move because everybody out here like, I love music. I want to sing. I want to fucking rap. Maybe. You can love music, but maybe your ass should get from behind the mic. Like, his yeah. his shit completely. I didn't even know that, but that's, I'm now just thinking about how many times I hear that fucking, mm-hmm. that's not bad. Hitmakers. And that's, that's a good move. Like, oh my God, I think I can like act or whatever. Maybe you should pick up a camera. You should be That's mad film. niggas. I think niggas yeah. who, like people who be later on in their later, any R&B artists that come out at like 32, they were a writer at first. Like when you look at people like Sean Garrett, mm-hmm. um, Sean Garrett was the pen. He, for a long time, he had wrote songs for people. When you look at somebody like music, any ugly R&B artist, that's, that's eventually a nigga. Neo, any ugly R&B artist was a nigga who was just writing songs that's for a long time. And he was finally like, I'm going to try my shot at it because if everybody else can sing my songs, then I can sing my songs. But they ugly. The real good ones you you see make it. Neo and guys like that. You, that's that's basically who writers are. Ugly R and B stars. I think that's a bar to anybody out here. Yeah. Who like I have a love for insert industry, but you really are like not. But you ugly. Hidden. You can just you um, should, yeah. There's other avenues. You yeah, no. Basically, what TJ trying to yeah. say, ugly people. You can do stuff behind the scenes for uh, attractive people. I wasn't even saying ugly. I was saying people who. Like no, you was. You just didn't. You didn't know you were saying it. What uh, <laughs> you might have a, uh, maybe because like you might have an ugly voice or an ugly fucking you can't. No, rap. yeah, you just ugly. Yeah, you just ugly though. So yeah, if you ugly in your particular field, like if you want to yeah. be an R, if you want to be an R and B star, but your voice is ashy, you can. But if you can write good songs, so like to me, I you ever stumble across sense. just on one of them YouTube's and somebody just sounds t- like Quentin Miller. Quentin Miller is one of them niggas that he Terrible. voice need lotion like a bitch, God, just terrible. no tone, flat, all that. But he's an amazing writer, so he gives us songs that people can write. Some of y'all need to be Quentin Miller, like. Yeah, it's okay. If you, take you can make a lot of away, money. If you take anything away from today's episode, you could be in your industry. You just might not need to be at the front of your industry. That's because you know why niggas want to be more famous than rich. That's true, and that's fucking terrible. That's terrible. Like I, I can give a fuck. I just want to like, be somebody able get to up not. here and say, "Oh my god, you suck at like podcasting radio." But I figure out I'm really good at like putting mics together. I'm gonna be one mic putting together, motherfucker. Like a motherfucker, dog. I will put together every mic Man. in Southern California. They be like, he's the best microphone put put together. He's the best microphone Jeez. assembler fuck you mean. on the West Coast. You want to put microphones together, you, you nigga, get him. Hey, you want a nigga to turn him? Hey, fuck. That nigga cut the volume up on a bitch real f- boop. Look, I, I don't know. That's my whole thing, bro. I just have, like, very simple aspirations. I just don't want to. I want to, like, have a decent life. Just, you know, not have to worry about my bills. I disagree. Bust is dope and has a few club bangers. Bust, like, bust. Is a kind of an anomaly, but um, sure, yeah. Busta is the anomaly. Busta is um, I don't know. By the time Busta became a club banger type of guy, I guess put your hands where my eyes can see. You might get in some like clubs where niggas wear like brown jackets and like oversized jeans and Timberlands. Yeah, I think we might actually kind of be excluding like eras of music, music of music of music too. Like, no, like, I think by the time Busta got to um, being a club banger nigga, like Touch It and all that shit, Busta mm-hmm. wasn't a lyricist no more. Now, if you're talking about leaders of the new school and when he was fucking with De La Soul and hanging with them niggas and all that early, then yeah, like, but I don't think Busta, like, Touch It, any of these songs, that every time I gotta go, I gotta get it, I gotta go, like, no, no, whoever that is, I understand your point, but no. 
I guess yeah. I guess we're talking I don't about, think like, that guy because it, it would get me. Like I was hype. I liked the song, but I I, I guess if the song Buster sound like on that song, Buster sound like a little kid that just got a whooping and trying to explain why he wow. just got a whooping. Every time I got to shut the fuck up. This wasn't Buster wasn't rapping. Whoever said that. You know what? I think Bus works well. Like if I if I was to use that, that works well. If I'm like in the club, with my niggas and we just wilding. But like if the thing is to interact with the opposite sex then maybe not then yeah I, I if think things are go back to like i was a nigga that still like i started partying in the 90s so i started going to dances and shit when i was mm-hmm. young like youth dances and shit so i still remember that uncle luke like you wanted to dance with somebody even if it was slow yeah, dancing like, you just wanted to like dance with the opposite sex how many dances did you get tonight i remember the innocent time of like not numbers how many booty not none of that just how many dances did you yes get? like how many girls did you walk up to and be like yo can, you want to dance so and think, she'd be yeah, like yeah I think and you that dance. might be like part of my like as i've said like ass a yeah. lot, but i know that's part of my perspective when niggas like, now is like ass what y'all talking about ass like yeah, you talking about ass you look at on instagram when you in the club yeah, like no I, that kind of bothers me now why no. like going out is such like a has been a thing for somebody you walk up to maybe buy a drink yo you want to dance to, i never understood what the fuck are you dancing why am i paying drink? money to come in here to stand know. with you niggas i know you niggas already we could yeah, be yeah I, we could have did this at home yeah, i could have put on some music in the garage Save the outfit and gas and all that yeah, shit. I, I these flip flops. I got a fucking game of fucking uh, Madden to cut on. Like, yeah, I jump around and shit. I'm here for them. I'm here for the environment and the energy. If I'm not gonna interact with people, then I don't, I don't want to be in a club on Instagram. I hate that. I hate being in a club on Instagram. I rather <laughs> listen. Hate artists of today. These no talent ass artists of today. Auntie Kyrie, what are you going off about? <laughs> Yeah, no, we're not, we're not saying Buster's Kyrie has the best memes ever on Instagram. Like, I look, oh my God. Uh, Kyrie has the greatest Instagram memes ever. Tell him tomorrow. You're going to be on the show tomorrow, right? Yeah. Tell Kyrie that he has great. I'm going to pop up tomorrow, Kyrie. Sorry. <laughs> I'm dropping in unexpected. Me and TJ share the microphone. But I I just think that. Um, gosh. No homo. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. TJ laughed at that. And I guess. I don't know. It's just that's conflicting. I don't know. Yeah. But uh <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. What was I go oh, you know what? That's funny that you mentioned that. To yesterday when I was in a barbershop, we mm-hmm. had the greatest conversation about um gay marriage. So it was a bunch of old black dudes in my barbershop, right? Because one of my barbers is a young barber and one of my barbers are old black dudes. We wow, got a bunch of old black customers. So look cancel culture. They was in there and I don't know how we even got on it. One dude was like, I don't respect gay marriage and I was like, Oh word and he's a respectable dude to me. Like he's a like legit dude. So I I wanted to hear why he what was his reason because he's always been a pretty logically sound guy in my opinion in his opinion and everything. So I'm like, yo, what's up? Like, why you? That's your view. And I'm like, just questioning him. He like, I don't want to talk about it because I feel like y'all trying to debate me on it. I don't even like discussing this type of stuff. That to me and that's makes a it rare. Seem like you don't have a point. That was a rare. That's a rare he thing for this point. man. Yeah. Again, he's a very open minded dude. He's very. He's usually into giving you the game and talking mm-hmm. about why he believe in what he believe in and everything. So this is one of those things that sent up a red flag when he said that. So now I'm like, I'm like, yo, what what is it? So we start to go through it, and I'm like, yo, what's your definition of marriage? And um, 
like what it what is it? he's like it's love and a bond i'm like gay people can't have that he's like of course they can and i'm like so how the fuck you feel like they can't have marriage if like you can't respect their marriage if love marriage is love and a bond he's like i guess i'm like where did you even get that like where did that come from in your life and we kind of went to therapy mode and he was like my parents man my parents are real staunch about that because i got a gay uncle and they was like he was like they was real staunch about that so he's like so i guess that's where it come from but like i don't believe that myself i guess and i was like exactly so you just carrying on bad shit like let them bad traits go and by the end of the conversation he was like yeah that's true and a gentleman walked in on the tail end of the conversation mind you it was still some other man in the barbershop that was just like i still don't care i just don't i just don't and so to me if you can convert one you good and so another guy came in older black dude and he was like um he listened to the conversation he was like i personally don't care because i got a son that's gay he was like it did the dude was like he's like um everybody looked and he's like well it's my stepson he's like i'm only telling you i stepson because for the context of the story and he said i met his mom when he was like four and by the time he was five i told his mom I'm like that boy gay and we almost broke up because she got mad like my son ain't gay da, da, da. he was like all right cool he said later on the his son came out and said he was gay like 16 or whatever he was mm-hmm. like and i told his mama like yo his mom was freaking out yeah when did this happen and the guy told him like i've been told you our son was gay and you, I've loved him all this time. You can learn to love him, or you know already. You can get over your shit. And so niggas was like, I don't know how you do it. He was like, I ain't worried about it. He was like, my son's shy as shit. Ain't nobody finna hit that. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, ain't nobody finna hit that for a while. My son's shy as shit. He was like, he gay, but ain't nobody finna fuck. He gay. I was dying laughing. Oh, that nigga, shit. because after a while, I know why he did that. At first, he was just talking about it in a very civilized, parental way. But he started to troll the old guy, the other old man in the shop because they kind of started to be like, oh, my son was gay. I couldn't, you know, that old shit. So he just, at this point, was like, I don't give a fuck, so I'm finna make y'all uncomfortable since y'all. So he was like, anybody finna fuck my son? He shit. Yeah. And he, he was, you could tell he was so prideful in his children. Like, he didn't give a fuck. He was so happy about his child and just so, as he should be. And one of them type people like, you know, you can tell the difference between parents who've come to terms with something and then mm-hmm. parents who just never gave a fuck about it from jump. Yeah. He was one of the parents that just never gave a fuck about it from jump. I fuck with it. You, you can tell the difference. Some people parents are like, it took me a second. I had to learn. He was like, what the fuck is y'all tripping about? Like looking around the room like, y'all niggas is fucking crazy. Like, that's my son. Everybody was like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be the one. And he was like, well, you pieces of shit. That reflects more on y'all than it does your child. Like being uh, an absent father is way bigger than being a gay son. Yeah, and I was like, "Yo, this old nigga's a Jedi." Just a little bit. I was like, nah, "He's he, a Jedi. He's the, know, he like just... anybody from the sixties that comes up. Anybody born in the sixties that comes up against him, he's just like shoom shoom shoom. Yeah, for him, no, shoom, for shoom, him shoom. to be an old nigga like that, he's I was like, like I fuck with a, it. He's a top quality old nigga. Oh, without a doubt, it was great. It was great to listen to him just ether all the old niggas and no, yeah, that it was, was good shit. Yeah, but no, like you're fucking." Uh, Barbara, that's I be saying that shit all the time. Like, that's a bar. Like, niggas need to go to therapy. Look how quick that was. That took you fucking ten minutes. Oh and yeah. It's like, yo, bro, if you just would sit somewhere for like ten fucking minutes, you could figure out like a good. Well, because of everybody's shit. therapy is different. I think a lot of sometimes why you can get through the old dudes in a barbershop is that the history of barbers to their in their mind is somebody that you barbers was like you know on barbershop mm-hmm. the movie where Cedric Entertainment Barber was lay, a pimp. He was he was a fashion consultant. He was a counselor. He was all these things. So I think that's the identity of a barber to certain dudes. So when you go to that barbershop, it's a place of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. It's a man's club. And even though my barber has, my barbershop has a beauty shop in it, like literally we share a common area. No dividers, no nothing. It's just an open area that everybody shares. It's probably the most so, fire-ass conversation. Oh, my God. That's that's why the original uh, name of the podcast is going to be The Shop. It mm-hmm. was inspired by my barbershop, Come R- on, LeBron, R&B you Barber. You don't need that shit. I'm just No, nah, I'm not even going to. You don't need it. Shout out, to, shout out to my cousin, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron James is my cousin for those that keep on wondering. 
my mama's sister's cousin's gardener is from Cleveland, and that's how we related. But um, I'm going to let y'all figure that one out. I dig it. <laughs> I fuck with it. But no, I think that's a place for old people that have vulnerability. Just like women, and they go to the beauty shop and they can gossip and let their hair down literally and figuratively. I think for men, it's it's a it's a thing as well. Like it's a vulnerability. Men will skip. Men will skip going to the doctor and walking their barbershop and be like, "Hey, man, um, y'all nuts ever go up in y'all stomach? What y'all do when that happen?" Yep. Niggas be like, "Oh, I just push them down. You just push. You start at your neck and just push down all the way down your stomach, and oh, your nuts are drop." They be like, "Oh, that's it." He be like, "Yeah, just go do it in the bathroom. You drop them down." Yeah. And niggas would do it. Like we don't like Patrice O'Neal say like, "If your prostate fell out your ass, I would, I would just get you would just call tape. me and be like, hey, yo, EJ, your prostate ever fall out your ass?'" Hey, what you do when that happened? Get some duct tape. All right, get some duct tape. Yeah, just, That's just what it would be. Yeah, tape that shit right to my leg. I just think that the barbershop is the place of vulnerability where it's... And, unless a nigga in a barbershop tell you to go to the doctor. That's the only way. And you the only way go. you get... to die. <laughs> and no, what happens is sometimes you go to the... the what happens is you always get the nigga in the barbershop whose wife is a nurse. For me, my barber's wife is a nurse. Not He's not my barber. He's the old head barber in my shop. He's the OG barber in my shop. Um, his wife is a nurse, so he's the nigga that always. My wife told me to go to the doctor for that, man. You are you gonna go ahead and go get checked up on that? They gonna give you some pills, or oh man, don't worry if it ain't getting hard no more. They got some stuff for that. You, he always gives the old dudes that information, but it's always funny just to hear them walk in and be like, "Hey man, y'all, y'all ever?" And this happened. Everybody be like, "No, no, no." And it'd be one nigga that be like, oh, "Yeah, man, it happened to me." Yeah, man. You just, another nigga put down the newspaper and be like, "Well, yeah, one time me and my wife went to," and it's just like, "All right, well, what you do?" And it's just funny how old niggas do like that. That innate ability to just block anything that requires vulnerability mm-hmm. i mean that sounds like i mean for us that's like our area but like that just sound like generic dude shit like nah we I have way be. more feelings We're, bro no no what what like dudes have more feelings no 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 young guys us now we have oh no way more yeah, feelings. Us, oh no yeah us now i'm talking like, about I like i see you hug like, stink as your nephew more than i've seen some old guys hug their oh well, yeah no like, our generation is way more into the almost fucking Way too far, like it's nah. some, not all. Some are as just as much as, say, my grandfather. Somebody was too far to not having feelings. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of us out here that are like, you didn't need to cry about that, bro. You didn't need to post about it. She didn't like you. Get your ass up and go home. Like you didn't need to. No, do see my thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. It's it's something. Like you it's, but I, but I think yeah. that's. But personally, like as much as I don't like it, I think that that's like, you gotta have that happen. You gotta like swing. How, do, how does that work? Like you, the pendulum has to swing back before it like kind of falls in the middle, I guess. So, I don't. I think that. Um, I think that is. Um, yeah, I think sometimes the people who we are showing the sensitivity to, I think they have to. Sometimes how your sensitivity is received as well makes it seem like. You're being too sensitive, but I think I yeah. think that as well. I think some niggas like people will dumb down because don't get it wrong. It's the same way guys, a woman will have a whole point and a guy will just be like, nigga, she tripping. She talking about I went out last night. That no, nigga, lying. she's nine months pregnant and you went out and she was saying her stomach hurt and you went here with somebody and did like that shit. That's justifiable. I'm thinking like, it's some but it's some shit that we only get in the woman side of like this nigga's sensitive. I'm not even talking about women. I'm oh well, well I think some people like if I'm I, I thought we were talking about guys and emotions. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, but like, okay, we are talking about guys. Okay, cool, because I was about to lose my point. It's like if I can – I try not to judge unless I know where this stems from, and then I can kind of – I guess that's still personal preference. I'll go, okay, man, like you could have been irritated by that, but what you're doing, 
that's not. It ain't that deep. Like that. Go ahead. No, it's not that yeah. deep. Yeah, but it's like it's like okay, like that's that's kind of where I judge it. Like you're riding the wave that like it's now it is more accepted to have emotions. So I think people sometimes take advantage of that. Like oh, like I said before, like. I liked her pick, and she didn't say hi. Now I'm going to have, like, a bunch of fucking Drake lyrics and a bunch of fucking, like... So that is you abusing that is That is, yes, that. But it's some shit What you're that's saying like, is completely justifiable, yeah. Yeah, but to some people, it's not. Like, Those you are ever, <laughs> I've had moments where it's like, you ever get so... Somebody's so, like, you just have to shut down. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to shut down or commit a felony, so I'm going to choose to shut down right now or kill you. Okay, see, those to me aren't like you have emotions, but you're out of control with them. You can have them, but you need to be able to be an adult. And go, I feel this way. We're going to have a fucking dialogue about it. If you like, I'm... I'd be like, oh, you can keep that shit to yourself. I'm out. Yeah, I'm out like, my for like, some people, what it is is that a lot of things become... I don't know. I've dated women that have their own problems. And the, your inability to handle their problems becomes you being less of a man. And any emotion shown out of that is just a part of that package of you being less of a man. That's where I hit the eject seat, my my man. Who? <laughs> like, like, I just... Like, I'm... And TJ I'm, be ghosted on bitches so quick. Not so quick. Like, I'll... Bitch sneezed three times in a row, EJ. I just couldn't deal with it. It was just no, too... This, a, this a, allergetic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying, like, I'm like, yes, I've been there for that. But once... I kind of work like a, uh, who was I listening to? I was listening to the fucking Zoa show, and it was a dude, there's a comedian on there, Jeff Brown, and he has this analogy where oh, it's yeah, like- I know Jeff Brown. Yeah, Jeff is He like, lived at Grambling for like 20 years. That, that dude. He had a dorm room. That guy. So, uh- Did he get beat up on stage? Did somebody run down on Jeff Brown on stage? Google that, it? y'all. Instagram that. No, not, that wasn't him. That was the other dude. Okay, um, with the dreads? Yeah. Okay. Or he doesn't, I don't think he has any. Is this his? I think he's Steve, Steve Brown. Brown. He's Steve, Steve Brown. Brown. You're right. A lot of Browns. Right, but it was some analogy. I might be fucking it up, but it was like you cannot give, and they be saying shit too. That's like, "Where well, I'm a motherfucking man," but the gist of it was all right. It's I like hate you, old comedians. It's like you can't, you should don't give, or try. I guess don't give your man a problem he cannot fix. I guess in his version of that was like you just kind of are just living in like in shit because you tell me something and I kind of like when he said that I was like. Eh. But then it started happening, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, you're coming, like you said, you come to me with she has her own issues, her own problems, or whatever, and I'm feeling some type of way because whatever your background is. My initial reaction is not to go, oh, this bitch crazy. It's to go, all right, babe, you told me A, B, and C. Now, I know we're at A. My mind is going to go, all right, we need to get to B, to C, to, like, solve this issue or trauma. But if you stay at A, that means you just want to vent and yell to me. And after a while, I'm like... Because of some people that is fixing a problem. Yeah, they think not. that when they vent and yell at you, you now do something else that now makes things right. And what they fail to realize is like what you giving me. That's like somebody. I'm a chef. Great, you've seen me make magic with with things. Cool, but you are not offering anything that I have the ability to make magic with. Mm-hmm. And they think yelling at you like doing the Gordon Ramsay of like fix the fix the steak. The steak is dry. Like I'm gonna hand you, you know, this rock. You still with a little bit of uh, spinach. I don't know how to cook that, bro. Yeah, that's it. They be like, I'm gonna give you noodles and hot sauce, and and I won't um, like. He's just like, yo, shorty, I can't make no meal out of yeah, this. Yeah, I can't do, can't do that. We all we gonna get ulcers and diarrhea. For this. <laughs> this is all I got. So yeah, I think so. That, I think that's... a lot of that is that sometimes, just as men, like men hand women nothing sometimes. Like I seen a fucking thing on the shade room where a dude was texting a chick. He's like, what you doing today? She was like working. He was like, oh, I was gonna take you to breakfast or some shit like that. And she was like, um. He was like, uh, no, he said, what you, she, he said breakfast today. And she was like, oh, I wish. He's like, I, 
got to go to work. He was like, oh, you work? He was, she was like, yeah, of course. And he was like, cool. He's like, can I use your car while you're at work? And it was just like, what the fuck? Oh, and it's niggas out here that I, I've had people that I've known. I'm not going to call them my friends. I've had people that I've known that, I ain't going to lie, I got friends that's just like, just, bro, what are you doing? Just what are you doing? Like niggas who would literally go half with their girl. Like not on, not on like, hey, babe, the vacation costs 2500 and we going to both make payments and no not like that i'm talking like yo the pizza is 13 dollars. you got seven you got 650 <laughs> <laughs> like i've seen niggas do that like yo the chicken costs 13 dollars. yeah see that i've seen that, that i've shit, never bro. really like i've never split like that there's been times where like especially if we're like involved like you know yeah we, yeah, yeah. yeah like if I'll, some shit i'm just paying for off rip even if we're not involved that seriously just because more yeah. times than not only reason you with me is because i invited you to be with me because you can't force yourself on me so if somebody's with Boss. me when i'm going out then i invited you to be with me so more times than not, i'm going to compensate you just for or i'm what i'm doing probably a lot of times is some shit you might look at you know you ever go somewhere with somebody and be like oh shit this nigga i can't afford this let me just get some water <laughs> and how much the free chips let me get some of them like i've i've so I know what I like to do sometimes may be a little costly to people and some things on an unexpected like, oh, I'm chilling. What you doing? Come on, roll with me. You get somewhere. You like, oh, I wasn't expecting to go nowhere this weekend. So I don't have this. And sometimes like I didn't ask you to have it. I go places with people and they be like, yo, I ain't got it. I'm like, I didn't ask you if you had no money. Like you are paying me back through your presence, through your because you can't. If I'm hanging with somebody, I want you there. I literally want you in that moment, and you are the only person I want around. I can't substitute that, especially for a woman. Mm-hmm. In my times when I was dating, if I wanted a specific woman around, it was because I wanted you around. It was because I, your presence couldn't be substituted. It was nobody else that I wanted oh, to I, act I, like. I hate that fucking thing. You got all these other hosts, but I want to kick it with you, my nigga. Like, I called you for a purpose. Yeah. And I make sure, you, back in there, you would make sure you said yes first. She's like, you got all these other, like, yes, but... Yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, it's always like, no, yeah, I do, but, like, I... But today so. is your day, bitch. Yeah, like, like, so do you want this Tuesday or not? <laughs> no, fuck. I've, but, never, yeah, I've never got that, like, oh, bro. The like, nigga that's the cameraman is like, yeah, nigga, he's home. He didn't even <laughs> smile. Like, he didn't even he smile. Was, he no, just, he was that was a dead serious. serious. It's a bitch okay? that he had an argument with before <laughs> he got okay? here. He was like, these hoes. <laughs> he felt that shit. Was, these bitches nigga. will stress fuck. a nigga out. But, like, he wanted... That nigga fucked the angle up in there. Fuck this, man. Fuck Y'all, this. Come on, man. Nigga, let me text this bitch. I'm going to send her this clip. Give me some of that dude say, dog. I'm going to tell you about some shit. No, I think that's a... Bo, you can laugh. It's okay. But, um... I, I think that's a big part of it too. It's just you know some things is it's just a fucking you're just not giving me nothing to work with. What is this shit? What is these daddy issues and this bitch? You don't even just what is this? I'm, yeah, I'm stupid enough for I'd be like we could we could talk about this shit. We could talk about this shit over dinner. Your job is you can't bring me the same nah, shit. I'm I'm I have a classic line and any any woman that um, I used to date who I'm sure probably um, hates me now. I, my line was, if you're mad, go be mad about it and hit me back when you're done being mad. When you're done being mad, go hit me back. Like, until then, like, go be mad about what you want to be mad about. Because the only thing I can do is, the first time you tell me that you're mad about something, I'm going to offer you an apology. I'm going to offer you a reconciliation for whatever I did because oh, I'm not a fucking okay, sociopath. Yeah. So if a woman tells me, like, yo, I'm mad at you, you did this, and I didn't appreciate that, yo, I apologize. However I can make amends for that, if that's going to, however I did, whatever I did, mm-hmm. I'm going to go try to rectify the situation if you're still mad beyond that only thing that you need is time the only thing that'll fix that is time so i'm not the type of nigga that's oh, gonna text you good things. morning beautiful and oh, no. no i'm just talking about that like just oh, no, the, that the, that i'm 100 on, on i'm not yeah if i didn't if you're just mad because you want to be mad you're gonna be mad by yourself 
I don't think it's want to be mad. You know, sometimes people feel like they have a reason to be mad. And maybe they do because, you know, different things strike chords for people differently. But for me, I can only apologize to you once. They cost too much. That's true. I'm going to apologize to you once. Unless I did some. I don't know. I don't know what's big enough for because my my apologies are genuine. So I don't know what's big enough for me to give you two. Like if I gave you cancer or something, I I will apologize. Like if anybody if I ever gave you cancer, then I'll apologize to you. Yeah, you I don't know. I don't know how that works. Get a couple of cancer. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have anything else to give people. I I might have smoked around some people and gave them cancer. I don't know what the fuck. But I I don't have things that I need to apologize more than my apologies are worth a lot because yeah, I don't see, I, think, I try not to do things I have to apologize for. I try not to apologize things I didn't do nothing. Well, so. that too. And also I kind of I kind of handle my like disagreements or whatever the same way i handle them with like say if i'm having disagreement with you there's a back and forth of this is my point this is my point and eventually it'll get to a point where it's like oh shit factually you're right and i gotta go oh shit but i think that's because we're best friends and there's a a commonality in our thinking that allows us to be able to develop a bond as best friends that when one of us slip up in our aligned principles or start to differ in our thinking in that there's an episode that usually happens and that allows us to explore this difference in something and that makes one of us go i have slipped on what we align with or what the commonality of our thinking is and for that i need to apologize that makes sense and i hold that yes there's always been a level of accountability in our friendship I hold that same responsibility to somebody, especially somebody I'm dating. Yeah. Because you're supposed to be, what's that fucking movie? Um, Whatever the fuck it was. It was some Tay Diggs. And it was like, where she was like, Queen Latifah. Like, oh, a get- Tay Diggs movie. That's terrible. No. Like, no uh, Brown back- Sugar? Yeah, it was back before he started, like, you know, oh, okay, everybody okay, got to okay. be mixed and got whatever. Got you, got you, got you. But, um, yeah. It was like, Brown Sugar. Yeah, okay, cool. Like, yeah, well, That's Queen the only Latifah. movie with Queen Latifah. Yeah, yeah she was like, you get the buddy and the booty. So when buddy and the booty. When I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, bro, if we we're in a thing. Then my nigga, like I enjoy you outside of my dick being hard, which means we have like a ability to converse, to, to communicate and shit. Converse, yes, yeah, yeah. And like, and you have the the whole accountability thing you just said. So when I'm talking to you and you like, I run into issues to women who like my dick, not like to women who I just wanted to hang out with, not because I was unattracted to them, but because I was so attracted to them. There's this weird thing where women I've met women I was who say, are like, I don't know if this is a problem yet, but <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I've met women who were like so attracted to me that the only way they thought I was as equally attracted to them is if I was trying to fuck them at all times of the day. And I've I my thinking was like you need to appreciate her outside of the bedroom to show her how much you really care about her. And it was a conflicting message there. Of me not wanting to fuck her all the time and her expected me to like her or me wanting to fuck her all the time to translating to like her and me wanting to do weird shit like, yo, let's go here and not late. Like, she would be like, what the fuck? Yo, like, no, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. We do our fair share quality, but like, not just one woman. Like, I've had this mm-hmm. on a couple occasions, but it's just the idea of like, why do you always want to, like, why don't you ever just want to? It's like, no, I w- want to explore and live. And do shit. Okay, because, like, you know me, I'm about, like, I'm good. But at a certain point, I can be about as subtle as a shotgun. So, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> so, I know that conversation could go, like, left or right fucking with me. Like, yeah, I like you. And, and I also want to fuck. Well. So, like, you know, like, I don't know what what you want. I don't know what kind of answer you want out of this. Like, No, I've I clearly broken all up with women. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. That's not my current situation at all. That's, so that's definitely past situation. So, clearly, those ended wrong. Like, it would be a bitch you don't know how to. For, me, <laughs> for my thing, I used to always tell. It became a point with my mom where women who didn't know how to. Because I've always been me. I've always been a little bit more. 
Um, I think at the, I think a lot of men who caught the role of being metrosexual early, like that that backhand compliment of that, they've just eventually become evolved men. And the idea of what a woman wants as a man has become this like well dressed, well groomed. Like nope, women don't want cavemen anymore. And so at a time where I felt like women still wanted cavemen and I just, or the women I was dealing with still wanted cavemen and I was like evolved and I was working at a certain place and had to wear a suit and tie and women was just like, you don't seem like enough rough around the edges enough. I would always tell my mom, she was like, what happened with this woman? I'd be like, I, I had this analogy in my mom. Is we got into an argument. Or did you like mature faster than the ones you were fucking um, with? Uh, vice, a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Because I, I feel like women who dated down for young men like me still wanted a little <laughs> bit of like, well, my Stella oh. got my groove back and a little yeah, bit of me was still like an old it soul. Just, it sounds and like it was, a difference in maturity. Though. Yeah, definitely more so a difference in maturity than age is more of a maturity thing. But um, I had one and my mom was like, yo, what happened to this person? And I was like, she didn't know how to appreciate being being treated well. Like, I'm a steak, and this bitch was raised on hot dogs. And so every time I would break up with a chick for that same reason, or I'd just be like, she just didn't know how to deal. And probably I was fucking a sociopath and just crazy at the time. And I would literally go home and tell my mom, like, she was like, what happened to this chick? I'd be like, this bitch was used to hot dogs, man. Bitch couldn't handle a steak. Didn't know how to appreciate a steak. Hot dog eating bitches. Yeah, I guess I don't think I've really had that but also like every chick that you've considered crazy has been somebody who you felt like just didn't know how to appreciate you or what what you were bringing to the table it's when you say crazy when men say crazy what they're trying to say is they feel like they have a set of qualities that are endearing that you are not properly appreciating so even when a nigga be like i was trying to fuck and she wasn't trying to fuck weird ass bitch you are weird because weird he feels bitch is the fucking it's the greatest. Yo, thing that's what a nigga just don't has is no out weird of is reserved for like okay, so crazy is reserved for I fucked with her and she just didn't yeah she was just off and she didn't know how to we didn't align. But when you're weird, weird is when she didn't let you fuck. When, yep. And if you've ever heard a nigga call a girl weird, ladies, like he feel it, like he still want that, but he, like yeah, he want that weird but she won't bitch, let like, she won't give it up. She is like not giving looked, it up. Like he looked down, oh, he looked weird all ass his hands bitch. And shit. Yeah, oh, nigga, hit like he fist in the palm, like he. Like, that bitch weird, bro, on God. Like, when a nigga say she weird and on God, he, hurt. he, like, he yeah. hurt and she didn't let him fuck. That's what that means. So, ladies, if you ever around some niggas and niggas are smoking and rolling up and they like. If you a weird ass bitch, he love you. Yeah. That mean he really hurt. Like, he, yeah, he still you, look at her Instagram yeah. and shit. Like, that bitch weird, bro. She bad, bro. But she weird as fuck. Like, and he'll say it like that. It'll be that that's much exactly reflection that. in his yeah. voice. Cause like, that's he exactly how it works. With an on God and you hitting the hand. Yeah, because you get, man, that bitch yeah. crazy. Like, a, that mm-hmm. bitch crazy. Like, you going about your day. That's weird. That bitch crazy. Bitch. Crazy. You don't want nothing to do with it. If yeah. a bitch weird, a uh, bitch weird, a nigga still pull up if you hit him. If a nigga ever called, ladies, you if a nigga a ever called you weird, you can still call this nigga and get food. I've oh, got God. stories that I did not ask for off of weird ass bitch. You get a weird ass bitch, you gonna get a story behind it. Like I didn't ask for this. No, you didn't. You pulled up and she didn't fuck. That's the story. It's always a story. If you that ever get called weird. weird, if a nigga ever call you weird, you just didn't fuck. That's all that that was. Don't worry. I, mean, I like there been some weird ass bitches. I just I'm sure like, it's yeah, been a like, bunch, like a bunch of weird ass bitches. Because this man, like, I know mad niggas that have called chicks weird ass bitches. Like I've heard me. Like I've known. People that's just like you ever heard from the woman first before you heard from the nigga who told you the story? Yeah. Like I've had the homegirls be like, This nigga tried to pull out this little ass dick and then and then you get around her, he be like, Bro, I whipped out on her, bro. She was naked. I whipped out, bro. She weird as fuck. Like she just all of a sudden was like, No, my mama finna come home or some weird shit, bro. She, bitch weird. You be like, Ah, you don't know. Tell me like, I whipped out on her. Go away. Yeah. It's some Put shit. The whole, you, throw the whole story away. Bro, it's some shit you, you hear. You get the story first, cause I've always been a person. I don't. Me and my, 
pops. Me and my me and my lady talk about everything. But we was having this conversation where it's like, my me and my pops never talked about sex. We never had a um, you got to do it like this, son. You got to put a. Con-. We never had that conversation. Oh, what no. I had was a um, I had a conversation about more so how you treat women. My father um, during my upbringing was more so how you treat women. If you treat women properly, you will have enough sex to learn about sex. Women don't want to have sex with you enough to be able to for you to teach yourself about how to have sex. But what you need to do is pay attention to if she's smiling. How are you treating her? Are you paying attention to her needs? Are you providing the things that are essential to her as a man for you to provide? So those were the things I was raised with. So I never was raised with um, you got to, you know, you got to take down as many of them as gay and son and all that. So for me, when I got older and I started dealing with women, it would just be my homegirls. Everybody was just like, yo, you happy? You good? You, you got what you need? And for that, in turn, you get to do and you get to hear and you get that vulnerability, like that vulnerability in women to where it's like, I'm, I don't deal with her like that. I've just always been good to her, never judged her, just been a good person to her in general. Like not even like, oh, I'm a good man to a woman. No, I'm just a good fucking person to a friend. And I had a lot of female friends. So the, they would tell me stuff and it would be niggas that I like knew. And it would be like, ooh boy. That's, nah, that's, that's usually like and then you would go back to football practice and the homie would be telling you a story or something. He'd be like, bro, I had her at the house. Da, 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 da. You'd be like, ooh boy. That didn't happen like that. Just yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, hey, hey, cameraman, Bo was calling, but um, <laughs> my cameraman texting the bitch that called him that he be calling weird. He like, yo, my bad, man. I ain't mean to call you weird. Hey, man, don't worry about it. Whatever, it works. I don't care, bro. I'm drunk. We figured out. Yeah, man. He's like this weird ass. Do you bitch. Think, bro? But um, this weird ass talking bitch. You talking to this weird ass right bitch over here that didn't let him fuck? <laughs> Oh God, that is hilarious. Um, what time is it? How much time we got left? It's uh, it's four fifty-four. Oh, it's over. Um, the show is over. Pretty much. Um, I mean, I don't know. Um, we never talked about Dame Dash. Let's do this last five minutes. Oh, I never told the story. Uh, I'll tell the next episode. Do I got five minutes? Can I tell it in five minutes? I don't know. It's between that or Dame Dash. Nah, we talk about Dame Dash. I'll tell the story uh, next episode. The story is kind of like it has to be in context, and I don't have five minutes. If I tell the story in five minutes, it just sounds like a vulgar, disgusting story. I don't know if anybody like called in for those shits. If that was the number, but yeah, we never know. even told them how to win the tickets. I'm sorry, Keith them, and Shayna and all that. I told them on my page. We still got to make a video and shit. So. I don't know. We've been so inactive on our Instagram. We apologize to everybody. We've been so inactive. Life has just gotten so fast. All right, look, bro, I ain't going to lie to y'all. Your man's got a new job, so I've been busy this week. Like, oh, shit. You, yeah. All right, congratulations, bro. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, nah, next weekend, we taking you out of town, so we're going to probably do a rerun episode of this one, so I tried to make it a good one. But we're um, we going to go out of town next next week, so um, I'm taking TJ out of town. We're going to catch a flight somewhere for his birthday, so... um. Anybody who's trying to be around for TJ's birthday, DM us and I'll tell you the location we're catching a flight to. But um But oh yeah, no, that that damn shit was um How did you feel about that? For those that don't know, we're talking about the No Jumper podcast, Adam Twenty Two, Dame Dash. Um, how did you feel about that, bro? I dug it for the most like I like listening to Dame when he get on like his business shit, when he get on his like, you know, super fucking Dame Dashness. The Jay Z shit, I'm always like in the middle about because i'm just like i know i'm a biased source on this one yeah like i'm biased in the sense of like when i hear him say it i'll be trying to like i try not to just throw it off in the bitter land because i know there's always two sides but i do know the other side of like you were kind of wilding as hove you know it wasn't hove like in europe or whatever at the time like and dane was just kind of doing wild business shit so i know no like, dame 
Don't start me down my Rockefeller history. I'm just saying, I know for business partners. He just did wild shit, yes. Yeah, he was yes. doing he was doing just in a word wild shit. And if I'm hove, I'm like I don't necessarily I don't I don't know. I don't want to cut you out, but I, that's that's fucked up business as is all I can like put it together. One hundred percent. And for me, these are not niggas that were grew up together, they were not best friends. For niggas who don't know the story, like these niggas met when they was like twenty. Like, for me and TJ, we fucking grew up together, bro. Like, we know each other. This is my brother. So, anything that happens here, I can go to this nigga and be like, bro, you're doing too, for what Jay was. Like, you guys remember the old boy video? Dane was clipping his toenails and all kind of bitches. It's just weird. It's, or it had, it's just too much. And so, Jay, Rockefeller was built to be sold. Oh, Dane was making things that would make it a lifetime venture. Point. And it just wasn't where they were trying to go. And Jay just decided to split it, and Dame didn't appreciate Jay not aligning with his vision of taking over the world with Rockefeller when he planned. See on now that, that that's, that's the part where kind of like I was like I don't want to say on Dame's side, but I like that vision. Like I and like that's a vision that I'm cool with because it's a vision that kind of to me aligns with keeping things in house. Like it's our shit. We ourselves can build our own empires. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of it because I know like things like that can fuck. I don't think up. Jay feels like we can't build our own empires. I just felt like Jay didn't feel like every name, the name built the. I don't think Jay felt like the name built the empire. Because after Rockefeller became Rock Nation, and Rock Nation went on to get two hundred and twenty-five million from Live Nation. Now that's and granted, that was the first time that I guess he he had a, not the first time. I I I, I don't know. It's weird. Like Rockefeller that, started independent, but then took a parent uh, a. Label a deal from Def Jam as a parent label. That's where like so that gets, makes that's it. That's where what's his name? Fucking uh, that's where Dame shit kind of goes. Where like I get the ideology. Like I know business is business, and I have never dealt with that much business, so I try to leave it yeah. a little le- a little leeway. But I do enjoy the idea that this could have been our own thing. Like it, you can have I don't know fifty million of your own dollars, or you can be a billionaire, but you're still their billionaire. And that was kind of like another analogy he used, like. You're the guy, and he kind of used like the house nigga analogy, like you're the guy to us, but you still answer to them when we could have done our own thing and answer to nobody. But I think what what Jay's idea was, I'm going to be the sacrificial lamb. If I got to be the bridge that gets their money from over there to over here to you guys, then I'll do it. If I got to go here and deal with these these Jewish people and deal with Lior Cohen to make a billion dollars to be able to go bail out people in Ferguson. I will go do that. I will go be the sacrificial lamb to have to go face these, these vultures and deal with them, show you how to move in a room full of vultures, industry shaded and need to be taken over. Label owners hate me. I'm raising the status quo up. I'm overcharging niggas for what they did to the crow crush. Label owners hate like, that's literally what the nigga did. He's showing you like I hope did that. So hopefully you don't have to go through that. That's what he was telling you he did. And I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think some niggas appreciate if it's not right away that they see. In the, and I think that's why the, the NFL deal was such a big thing with Jay-Z. It was just like niggas didn't appreciate what he or niggas haven't understood what he's really doing. Is that, well, yeah, I will go sit in a room with the vultures so I can bring back $100 million to give here to so y'all don't have to do that. I did respect Dame on that point because Dame was like, I don't know the deal. None of us know the deal. Yeah, so exactly. And that was the one thing I could respect. Like, damn, I didn't expect him to take that stance. He yeah. did say Jay ain't shit for undermining Jermaine Dupree but I appreciate him and that's saying not like yo we according, don't know according to JD that's not true um I'll beg to differ as one of the like, biggest J- as a Jay-Z I stand I, like, I'm willing to beg yeah, to differ yeah JD was like he didn't say I think JD to took a me. nice stance for a friend I think if I fucked I you over that. and yeah. on a deal and then ducked back door and took it took it you would still go EJ didn't fuck me over on a deal I kind of made the choice and I think you would do the same thing I think Ferraris, Jaguars switching point. four lanes with the mm-hmm. top back scream, screaming out money and I think it's still worth something between those two men and I think that's why 
Jay-Z even had the credibility to call JD and tell him not to take that deal. And I think JD loves their friendship enough to take that advice, but also not throw Hove under the bus with he gave me bad advice and then double back and took the deal itself. That was shitty. But I think also JD thing was not for a long-term contract. I think it was we're in Atlanta this year. We're getting big boy. We mm-hmm. want to get some Atlanta natives and huge representatives to be able to shimmy our way back in and i think for hove he was like you're not gonna just do it off one show you're gonna have to give us a long-term staple and a piece of this and i think equity is something that black people need to be looking for in staples that we are creating now that, so i think that's a big yeah. thing now that would be something that i think i'm gonna ask you, yeah let's wrap it up i'm sorry but yeah that is something that i like if the deal turns into something like that <clears throat> then i could like support it but a lot of like a lot of the critiques are just the social justice, the social injustice part that he says that the NFL is working with them all, I'm interested to see what that is. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Just yeah. a Dope Ass Podcast, Just a Dope Ass uh, Show. Shout out we appreciate y'all. Bo Jackman in here. Shout out to Bo Jackman. Um, we're live. I don't know shit. what the fuck Bo is showing me. Just say it. Alu. Oh, follow Instagram, Snapchat. Just you go ahead and cut the live. A L wait A L U L A. Nigga, we'll put it in the description. Was you was say, late here anyway. Shut up. You didn't even record the whole show. That nigga said, I'm from Tallulah. Like, yeah, you from Mississippi? <laughs> Shit. Oh, <I'm> Tallulah. <laughs> Damn. Cut the live. All right, so. All right, yeah. we go. <laughs> Follow.